Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Chino Liao checking in on the last Thursday stream of the month of April. Uh, what's up to everybody joining us on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. But then in Sakumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. Thank you so much to everybody. Um, if you haven't yet, please follow us on Spotify. So we've been telling everybody on TikTok actually na follow nyo kami please. Um, every follow really goes a long, long way right now. So go to the, uh, Spotify, look for us, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We're not hard to miss. You can easily find our picture then just click on the follow button. Solve na yun. Guys, if you listen to the podcast, a share would mean so much as much, in fact, as a, a follow, right? Say it lets people know that people are actually listening to this. Yeah, for sure, yeah. We, we got to let people know that there is a podcast for the Filipino wrestling fan and that we've been doing this for over seven years. And as we celebrate hashtag WWP seven years, we've got a couple of announcements. So babyface producer Nikai, let's show everybody what we were giving away last week. And that was the Charlotte Flair Funko Pop. All right, so Ooh. the winner of the Charlotte Flair Funko Pop is one of our loyal listeners from TikTok. And he cut a very funny promo that we appreciated. So a big congratulations goes out to Jebre Gala. Hey! Congrats, Jeb, man. Thank you. Thank you for your promo, dude. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeb. We'll get in touch with you on TikTok and we'll get your details so we can uh, get that Charlotte Flair Funko Pop delivered to you. Now, we've got another Funko Pop that we're giving away courtesy of our friends from Kramer Toy Warden. So, Babyface producer Nikai, let's show the people what's up for grabs this week. Hey! So, it's a Mr. T WrestleMania 1 outfit Funko Pop. Again, courtesy of our friends from Kramer Toy Warden. So for this one, you're going to mechanics of Chino. So I'll let him explain what you need to do to win this Mr. T Funko Pop. So guys. Okay, last few weeks, we had you cut a promo. And I know a lot of you uh, have had difficulties in doing that. So we simplified it by a lot for this week. This week, because we are giving away a Mr. T Funko Pop, all you have to do is your best impression of Mr. T by completing his catchphrase. And it can be anything, really. Okay? So, for example, his famous catchphrase is, I pity the fool! I just have to fill it in with whatever you feel that sucks about the world today. For example, <laughs> I pity the fool who believes in vibrant news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just one way. To do that, um, a lot of things out there are, are making us sad. So this is one way you can vent and win yourself a Funko Pop. Yeah, plus, plus if you can pop us, yeah, if you can make us laugh like uh, like Chino did just now. 
Yes, yes. So make us laugh. I pity the fool who blank. Uh, you can post it on Facebook or Instagram. Make sure you tag us at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Make it public and use the hashtag WWP Seven Years so we can find your post. And then on Twitter and TikTok, uh, just tag us at Wrestling Two X Pod and then use the hashtag WWP Seven Years and you can win this Mister T Funko Pop from our friends at Kramer Toy Warden. Thank you very much, Babyface Producer Nikai. All right, uh, since we did say now it's our last podcast for April row, let's tell them for the final time one special offer they can get from our friends from Mr. Speedy. All right, guys, if you need to have something sent in Manila or other uh, you know, certain provinces here in the Philippines, other certain cities here in the Philippines, you can use our Mr. Speedy code because it gives you 50 pesos off your first delivery. All you got to do is use the code WWP Mr. Speedy. Again, that's WWP M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y. Again, it takes off 50 pesos of your first delivery. If you need to send something to it now, use that code. All right, let's get into this week's wrestling talk. And sabi nga namin yung pre-show, uh, baka hindi nyo i-expect na we'll start with this. But it's the biggest news of the week. So we have to go to Impact Wrestling, where Kenny Omega became a triple world champion. So he's already the current triple A mega champion, the AEW world champion, and now he's also the Impact world champion. This is huge because this really takes us back to the territory days but with a modern twist, diba? Now you have this big heel in Kenny literally going through every available promotion right now. So what yeah, does this mean for, for Impact, Row? since uh, you actually bought the PPV, diba? Yeah, I actually bought the pay-per-view, guys. It's actually uh, really cheap. Uh, it was a $20, so that's around 1000 uh, less than 1000 here in the Philippines. So it means that... Kenny is a legit draw. I drawn you how to buy the pay-per-view. And, you know, Kenny, by being associated with, with AEW, coming from AEW, he draws more eyes to the product, uh, helps put Impact Wrestling over as a partner of AEW. And I guess we'll see more uh, crossovers. Sana, um, sana more Impact guys go to AEW because uh, the AEW guys have been tearing it up on Impact. But they their, their presence isn't as felt uh, as much on the other on the Jacksonville side of the of the world. Igao Chino, uh, how about you? What do you think this does for AEW? Naman? Parang, I, I, okay, the way I see it here is uh, two things can happen. Number one, uh, that that old saying that a rising tide lifts all boats. That would be that yeah, yeah. That's I mean, right. I just make that up. Yeah, there's that. So you have Kenny Omega, who is the draw out of all of professional wrestling right now. You heard Mauro Ronaldo say it. He's, a, he's the god of professional wrestling, which is ridiculous, but also absolutely true. Right, people are watching Impact now because you have guys like Kenny Omega and Matt Cardona, the more recognizable names in the industry. On the other side of things, you have AEW, who is just filled to the brim with talent, and sometimes this talent doesn't have anywhere to go, really. Right, so for somebody like Kenny Omega to be a champion on two competing promotions, this allows more people from that side of the border uh, to cross over to the Tennessee line, to to jump on an impact stage and get the stage time uh, that they need, you know, the red time that they deserve. Sabi ni Aaron sa comment section, hashtag open the forbidden door. And we have to acknowledge the New Japan relationship. Kasi yung AEW and New Japan, it's we're getting there. We're getting John Moxley versus Yuji Nagata next week, diba? For the IWGP US Championship. No, but two weeks. Ma- two weeks. Ah, in two weeks. In two weeks, okay. Kasi blood and guts nga next week. Uh, for me though, yung, yung mas gusto kong makita is to see Kenny Omega go against the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And that's Will Ospreay. So is this going to happen anytime soon? And is this something you'd like to happen sooner than later? Let's go to Roe first. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, NJPW and AEW is focusing more on the U.S. side of the NJPW umbrella. That's why the NJP U.S. Championship is the one getting featured on AEW. So I don't think... Uh, as long as the pandemic is still around, as long as the borders are still kind of closed and it's hard for you know people to keep touring around, I don't think we're going to be seeing that just yet. So I uh, might have to hold on for a few more years, maybe. Sana all-in-like event, uh, as you once said uh, on the comment section. But 
eto muna ng US ang prioritize nila. So, would be nice, uh, would be great, but uh, it's gonna take a while. Ikaw, Chino, let's say na this actually happens. You have the IWGP heavyweight champion going up against belt collector Kenny Omega. Do you want it to be Osprey representing New Japan or do you want it to be somebody else from the New Japan roster? So, before we get to that, let's just give a shout out to Chili Willie. What's up, Chili Willie? Sabi niya, see you though, Saturday. Yes, I'm time. gonna be on his podcast <laughs> on Saturday. What's wrong with you, Chino? What the hell? <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I don't think the last the, you mentioned Will Osprey being the IWGP champion. I don't think that belt stops with him for a while. Like as good as old William is, I don't think he's the proper face for New Japan right now, just because he isn't as recognizable as say an Okada. Newer fans would know of Osprey, but not newer fans. He isn't that big a draw as far as uh, Kazuchika Okada or somebody else of that caliber. But at the same time, I feel like New Japan wants a Japanese name behind their promotion because they are a Japanese promotion. Who that is is still yet to be determined. Hopefully, we get a Daito back in the seat. I feel like that's something that can be worked upon. Get a Daito versus Kenny Omega showdown down the road. You you get uh you get a Kota Ibushi back as the IWGP champion. Get him and Kenny Omega. So it's a lot more captivating to audiences everywhere. But I what I feel is uh Will Osprey isn't long for that title reign. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with what Impact has done actually. You know, this this collab with AEW, even though Hindi Sha perfect, but I think uh Ro, you've you've said this on either private chats or on Patreon. Now there aren't enough Impact guys going to AEW, but the fact that we're seeing these crossovers and that it's led to this is still ultimately a good thing for the business. Now I'm not going to be watching Impact habitually every Friday, Manila time, uh, but at least I've got my eyes on it. Like if there's a pay-per-view, I'm probably gonna watch it just so you know, just out of curiosity. And one of the things that happened at that pay-per-view was we saw the debut of W. Morrissey, formerly known as Big Cass. So he's in Chino's background. He's actually pointing at the big guy. So yeah, uh, your quick thoughts on this, Chino. Let's start with you. I'm a, I'm a fan of Enzo and Big Cass. I've been a fan of theirs for quite some time. When he went through what he went through in his life, it was sad to hear as, as a fan. Because you don't like to see your heroes fall, right? But to see Big Cast, first of all, get back in shape, in amazing shape, and to make a quote I hate using this word, impact, <laughs> on impact, just makes you hopeful for what he has in store for his uh, wrestling career. Because when he was in the WWE, we didn't really get to see a lot. Right, he he had a few title runs, but he never really got that big solo. No, he never group. was a champion, dude. No, he got he had like those tag team uh, number one contenders here and there. The problem with the Cass and Enzo there. for me is WWE did what they always do with tag teams; they just break them up prematurely. Oh, uh, yeah. So he never. I was getting to that. He never got that good solo push. Now that he's on his own, he has the opportunity to blossom as a professional wrestler, something that he's never really gotten to do before. And I hope that he has his affairs in order and he, his demons and issues in check because uh, the future is just bright for him as W. Morrissey. Ikaw, Ro, big deal but for you na uh, Big Cass has shown up sa impact like this? Uh, wait, before I answer that, I'm just going to shout out Yuan here who says that um, I, I agree with him in saying that uh, if AEW and NJPW are going to go head-to-head with each other. It has to be Kenny and Ibushi at the top spots. Uh, there's no other way. Anyway, uh, going back to Big Cass, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. Uh, I respect Big Cass's or W. Morrissey's redemption arc, even though he was once a, or he was maybe still a Trumper or you know a MAGA guy. He went through a lot of hard stuff, uh, went through a lot of hard times, and he came out of it uh, stronger. He survived. He almost died, he said. 
and he turned his life around and looks uh, better than ever. So I can re- definitely respect that, and I can respect him taking a spot at Impact Wrestling. As for him, though, um, it's not that big of a deal to me because he, I mean, the best part of his act was still with Enzo Amore or Enzo as he's known now. So him being solo isn't you know doing that much for me. But uh, I appreciate that he came in at a spot, um, you know, survived by design, uh, which is filled with former WWE guys like Rhino and Eric Young. Uh, I, he was he came in at a spot that wasn't that big of a deal, uh, not main event level, but also not you know not jobber level or anything. So saktong uh, hype lang sa kanya. So I I appreciate that Impact was good enough to. You know, give that to him and not make too much of a big deal out of his uh, return to you know uh, the major leagues in wrestling. At the very least, you can see on the pay per view that Impact really knows how to utilize the guys that the WWE just left on the wayside. But you had Big Cass making his debut. You had that great match between uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. The power. They, they really amplified the rivalry between them. And then you also had Rachel Ellering, hey. who is now your Impact, uh, one half of the Impact Women's Tag Team Champions, right? So these, these people who were easily discounted uh, by the company actually found their footing on Impact Wrestling. So it's, it just makes you, you love to see it, to use oh. an internet term here, right? You love to see people land on their feet and to actually get the shine that they need. Yeah, um, I, I love that Chino uh, alluded to people leaving WWE, people getting released by WWE. We actually have an update from Black Thursday from this year, and uh, we've given it a little nickname of our own, Trash Bag Mania. We'll talk about that in a bit after this quick break. But before we do that, uh, we have to let you know that you, another way you can keep supporting the podcast is through your online shopping. So, Ro, let's tell them what they can do for us through Lazada. All right, guys, online shopping never stops because everything you need and everything you want is on Lazada. Hashtag Nasa Lazada Yen. And you can help us out, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, with your online shopping by using our special affiliate link. That is podlink.co slash EUL. Again, podlink.co slash EUL. You know, you got to use that link. Click it before you start adding to your cart and checking out. And, you know, the portions of your purchases will go a long, long way in helping us do what we do here in the podcast. All right. Kumu shoutouts and Trash Bag Mania coming up after the break. But first, a word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hey, it's Janina Chan here. Do you want to rebuild, inspire, strengthen, and empower your life? Do listen in on my podcast, Rise Up with Janina Chan, where we share real life stories that draw inspiration, provide strength, and empower each other to rise up. Here we talk about lifestyle topics, hearty conversations, and anything under the sun packed with new knowledge and entertainment. All for your listening pleasure. Brought to you by the Chinoy Podcast Network in partnership with Podcast Network Asia. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts fixed from. Happy listening! All right, let's get to some Kumu shoutouts. Right, say hey to Scumageddon, who says that he prefers another podcast platform other than Spotify. But we gotta love, you gotta show our love to Spotify here. And he also says that if AEW versus uh, NJPW happens, um, it's gotta be Okada or Ibushi representing NJPW. Or if they really wanna push it, Jay White. So saying hey to people joining us on the stream right now Maria Quenny, Lynn Carlos Five, Ash Trian, uh, Marco Rockstar. Uh, Dev Silva, Jerk Dollar, uh, thank you guys for watching, uh, tuning in to our little live stream on Kumu. Yeah, all right. That's all right. It. So yeah, let's talk about Trash Bag Mania now. Because we're uh, a sa balita in terms of uh, this whole thing happening. Because uh, we found out that this happened Friday morning, Manila time, right? Uh, yep. Mickey James posted a video of the trash bag that she was sent containing her stuff from WWE. So in the week since Lumabas Nang details, we found out so much more. Uh, we found out from Gail Kim that this is something that's been happening uh, to people who've left WWE from her time there. And Gail Kim hasn't been with WWE in like 10, 11 years. So that tells you that it really goes deeper than just firing one guy. And speaking of that one guy, uh, yung parang pinaka fall person itong lahat is Mark Carano. 
And for a lot of us, siguro pinaka-exposure natin kay Mark Carano was seeing him on Breaking Ground. Remember that show on uh, the WWE Network in the early days? Or on Total Divas when he would, you know, he'd, he'd be the creepy-looking guy sitting the divas down to talk to them about whatever storyline they'd be in or whatever work-related matter. So I came into the podcast not knowing if Mark Carano was worth talking about because I think everything that needs to be said has already been put out there. Like his ex-fiance did a freaking AMA on Reddit with all the details, right? Another uh, ex of Mark Carano said that he allegedly stole WWE championship belts and hid them under the bed of his guest house. Like if that's not a literal mark, I don't know what is. Man, I don't know. Um, at first when they fired Mark Carano, I thought that it was just a scapegoat because uh, the the culture has to be somewhere coming up from the top, and I guess that Carano was either malicious or negligent to let that the trash bag stuff happen to the female wrestlers to the female employees. But as the stories came out, uh, you kind of get the sense that, okay, Mark Carano was a guy that nobody liked and for good reason. And it's clear that the guy who was painted in all these pictures uh, is the same guy who would send over things in a trash bag and, you know, for everyone to see. Also, there has been, you have to take into account the things that are going on on the business side of things for the WWE because reports are saying that Nick Khan, the chief revenue officer, brought in for the company to re- to increase revenue, kumbaga, which has been happening as of late, as if you're to believe the business report, uh, has reshuffled the internal structure of the company in terms of talent management. See, for those of you that don't know, Nick Khan is a former is the former president, I believe of WMA, which is one of the largest uh, talent agencies in Hollywood. And then he, from there, he was brought in to the WWE because the WWE wants to cross over into other platforms. Right? That's why we are seeing a lot more content from their side of things like now that doesn't really involve wrestling. You have reality. Yeah, like A&E documentaries. Right? A&E documentaries, the TV show. Most Wanted right? Treasures. They're working, they're working on, a, on a WWE anime with Crunchyroll <laughs> right now. I don't know if we talked about No, no, this, indeed, but, that's, but that's definitely a thing that's coming in the future. So the future is very bright on that side of things for the WWE. And unfortunately, a lot of good people, not including Mark Carano, have lost their jobs because of it. Now, on the other side, Kasama did see John Cone, who, the referee the, of the WWE, who apparently also held a talent management position. No, he still in, does. In uh, so his firing was rescinded. The, no, no, no. His firing was rescinded, oh, yeah. and then he was reinstated oh. in that talent management role. Oh, okay. So, so the balik na Yes, yes, okay. yes. But anyway, what that, the whole point of, of, of the thing I'm trying to say here is that Corrado may have been a bad guy, but that's not the reason they let him go. Right, right. It's not the only reason they let him go. I'm going to build on what you said with Nick Khan. I I guess for us fans, like we really feel this in the programming that we watch and we feel it through Adnan Virk. Like I'm not going to dunk on Adnan Virk anymore, but I'm just saying that uh, one of the reasons why Adnan Virk was hired by WWE is because they feel that he's a mainstream name, a mainstream sound that can help legitimize WWE as a sport. I think that's also one of the reasons why they push for Pat McAfee to be the color commentator on SmackDown. Because again, Pat McAfee, mainstream name, came from the NFL, right? A very successful multi-million dollar brand. So I think that's all part of the Nick Khan vision. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm actually not against it because I want more people to have eyes on wrestling. That's actually what we're trying to do here. Right? Make people pay attention to what we talk about. Because if it's the same five guys, I mean, no offense to you and the rest of the guys <laughs> in the comment section, but we actually need more people to pay attention to wrestling, okay? So the more people that pay attention to wrestling, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the more people who pay attention to wrestling, the better I will feel about doing this job. Okay, no, uh, all right. No, no, I, I, got, I got something to say about that. It's good that WWE is hiring all these people to make WWE more mainstream because, uh, the guys and girls working the actual shows, the actual wrestling, need that bag. And 
they actually need uh, all of those, you know, fans to help pay for, you know, the lifestyle. So they do deserve it. They uh, they lay their bodies on the line for our entertainment. But at the same time, you can't win fans over with just these, you know, these trappings, these decorations, like uh, a mainstream name like Adam Virk or Pat McAfee. The wrestling or the stories also have to be good. The wrestling is good. But the stories have to be better and the characters have to be more memorable so that we get our new generation of Stone Cold Steve Austins, our new generations of The Rock and stuff like that. Um, right now, Raw isn't something to be isn't something to be proud of as a wrestling fan. SmackDown, okay naman, pero not perfect every week. NXT is arguably the best, but it's not the biggest names. So uh, they really have to pour in a lot more efforts. They have to do something else for their flagship show to get more fans, to reel more fans in. So uh, they can do all of that stuff. They just have to work on the actual product first. Hey, I, I appreciate you setting me up for Raw, Ro. Because, you know, there's so much to complain about on Raw. Like, if you read yung columns natin on smarthenry.com, uh, Raw really gets dunked on way too much. But for good reason. Like, for starters, uh, Braun Strowman is now in the main event of WrestleMania Backlash. And for him to get there, he had to beat Drew McIntyre. But if you watch Raw, and if you didn't watch Raw, I can't blame you. We did it for you, so you wouldn't have to. Lashley and MVP got involved in that Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman match. So logically, that doesn't make sense to me because you want to keep Braun Strowman away because earlier in the show, MVP was whining about how Lashley lost the US title in a triple threat match. Now he's involved in the decision. And then now you get involved in this match, let Braun Strowman become part of it, and it becomes a triple threat WWE championship match. So little things like that. Like, where's the logic in your main event storyline over the biggest championship that you have on Raw, diba? No, to be fair, uh, that match, okay, MVP and Bobby Lashley were trying to stop Braun from winning it. Because if he won, he would go to the main event of WrestleMania Backlash. So it was the apparently unaffiliated T-Bar and Mace who are still T-Bar and Mace, even though we clearly know them now as, you know, Dominic Dijakovic and Dio Madden, who interfered in that match helping uh, Braun win. So... I don't know where I don't know where their uh, allegiances lie. I don't know whose side they're on at this point, but it's definitely not the Hurt Business side. And um, it's just too much of Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman because they don't have any masalang dun sa shows. Sila. It's just really a bad case of trying and failing to manage a three-hour TV show every week. Yeah, I mean, even yung decision to bring Charlotte back after she was suspended last week. Parang sobrang wala siyang payoff. Parang okay, sinuspend mo. And then bilang this week, oh, she's back. Hi, Charlotte. Like, it doesn't even serve a bigger end because the bigger end is the power struggle storyline of Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville from freaking SmackDown. <laughs> like, why are we doing this? Why are we complicating Raw? Right? Um, we, we've said this on the podcast for years. Yung best storylines, yung pinaka simple. And ito sobrang convoluted niya, sobrang daming moving parts na. If you're someone like Chino, for example, who told us before we uh, started streaming that he isn't able to keep up with Raw as much, it's going to be harder for you to jump back into yung, yung canon, diba? Yeah, we've had friends who are telling us that even when they watch highlights, it's hard to keep up with Raw. So that's something wrong if you can't sum up your stories in the highlight videos you post on YouTube. So I feel like it's because of these inconsistencies that... People aren't able to get the logic really of why, for example, you talked about, you touched on Charlotte, but the original plan was to keep Charlotte off of TV as much as possible so that when she comes back, the pop of whether she becomes a face or a heel, I, I suppose heel, is a lot bigger. But then they, they reneged on that and decided to just put her back on TV in the first place, which doesn't really make sense in, in the long run, and it muddles the story further. So these little inconsistencies that people uh, do or that people behind the scenes do and, and start to plan without really thinking of the aftermath of it all just doesn't help the or doesn't do service to their storytelling. Uh, Ewan is saying in the comment section, what are your thoughts on Jason Jordan replacing John Laurinaitis in the executive producer role for Raw and SmackDown? I think it's a good thing because, uh, you know, People like Jason Jordan and TJ Wilson, formerly known as Tyson Kidd, they're the advocates for the women. Like, if you notice Raw this week, th there was more minutes for the women's matches. And reportedly, that was because of Jason Jordan. At WrestleMania, the women's matches were produced by TJ Wilson. So when you have these advocates who are more progressive when it comes to the way they work, especially with regard to the actual wrestling, uh, that, that's a step in the right direction. 
I'm all for younger uh, younger input uh, when it comes to the shows. So I'm all for this. Um, I don't know if it automatically translates to anything better when it comes to Raw other than the women getting more minutes. But uh, hopefully we get more wrestling and you know although the raw has good wrestling it's just that the stories don't keep up with that uh good quality of wrestling so sana uh, this new development means something better for raw or for both shows yeah you can't help but feel for somebody like jason jordan who was in nxt for so long he had to shuffle different tag through different <laughs> tag team iterations before he found himself in american alpha but they had the break pay, right? and then he got injured, and then it, it it sucks because he can't go back to the ring like TJ right? wants to. So at least at that extent, people like him, like TJ, and all the other wrestlers who aren't able to uh, make it back to in ring action still find themselves having a role within the company. Yeah, um, it really goes to show you that being Kurt Angle's son gets you places. Sticking with Raw here, RK Bro, do we like it? Do we not like it? Is this trash? <laughs> Let's start with you, Ro. No, I like it. I actually like it, but I know that it's not going to last. Because it's Randy Orton. Randy Orton always turns on everyone. And uh, Randy Orton did not like or does not like Riddle. But Babyface Orton is always fun to watch. And they actually have chemistry. I just know that uh, this isn't meant to last. But if it does, I'll be really surprised because uh, they actually do kind of need more tag teams in the division. And you know, these are two guys who aren't really doing much in the mid card, whether it's uh, for the U.S. Championship or whatever. It's it's nice to give them something new to do. But they're still making 420, which is why bagay sila. And Neil's pointing oh. out that apparently uh, that was Randy Orton's 420th match when he tagged with Matt Riddle. And I kind of find it hard to believe, given how many probably matches. Probably on TV. Probably on TV. On TV. Pro- uh, probably, yeah, on probably. TV. So, so Ro, sabi mo na babyface Orton is fun to watch. I actually disagree. I hate babyface Orton because for me, he gets really bland and vanilla when he's a babyface. So I don't know where this is gonna go. But if it's gonna be a long babyface run for Randy Orton, ayaw ko siya. <laughs> Um, siguro kung mag, mag double down siya on the comedy, mapapatawad ko, or if there are many 420 references, fine, kasi I'm shallow like that. But uh, RK bro for me, eh, not, not so much. Ikaw, Chino, what, what do you think? I, I, feel, I feel, okay, thank you. I feel like if Randy Orton is able to pull this off, this dynamic that they're trying to get, I feel like they're trying to recreate the Jericho, Kevin Owens type of feel. With they say the uh, an odd couple that becomes best friends in the end, right? <laughs> so I feel like that's what they're trying to go for here. So if they are able to rec- recreate that with uh, uh, polar opposites in Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, then Randy Orton is the greatest wrestler <laughs> of all time. <laughs> like, to, like if he is able to make us believe. That he can sink to the level, he can sink to the level, but you know, be at the same level as Matt Riddle, and then be the guy who spits up black pus in front of WrestleMania. Then, well, I salute that Hall of Fame Orton. All day. I mean, he already won the greatest <laughs> wrestling match ever. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. So, so it only speaks to his versatility because you said, Stan, he is very vanilla as as a face. I don't buy him as a face. For a second, and as a heel, I feel find him very despi- despisable despicable. as a character, right? or despicable uh, as a character. So I rather see that, but then at the same time, it makes you curious because we all know that Randy Orton is hilarious on uh, Twitter. So if he's able to carry that over on, on a TV product like Raw. The uh, hats off to him. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we're saying what's up to JK over in the comment section. Thanks for tuning in, champ. And Jose Gaspar points out that RK bro parang Pete Dunn and Riddle. That's actually a good comparison. Yeah. Sayang lang na Pete Dunn and Riddle never really got to see that story play out because they were COVID and Pete Dunn got stuck in the UK. Yeah. But uh, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. It's actually kind of intriguing because you don't know. You expect you expect Randy to turn on Riddle, but at the same time, parang hindi. Parang, uh, it looks like they're going to stick with this for a little longer than we expect. 
Yeah, uh, only time will tell. Um, last point here for Raw. Let's give an update for the Omos sexuals out there. Uh, AJ Styles and Omos are apparently heading back to Raw by next week. So they appeared on The Bump this week to say na in storyline, uh, they were partying in Nigeria. So I don't know the real reason why they've been no, kept no, no. off the, TV. The real, reason, the real reason is one of them has not been cleared to compete. So I don't know if it's because of COVID or because someone injured something. But one of them is not allowed to compete. So both of them have been taken off. Which is weird because if you just have the other guy um, free to go, then just put him on and you know keep him alive on TV. <laughs> Yeah, something weird for me. Na, uh, what it's been three weeks since WrestleMania, and we get nothing, absolutely nothing from the tag team champions. It's, it's so weird. So yeah, uh, that's it on the Raw side of things. Let's go to SmackDown. Uh, and and the biggest storyline heading into this week's SmackDown is huge because it's Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. So we've seen this before, but this time a stipulation that if Daniel Bryan loses, he will be banished from the Island of Relevancy. So, Ro, what does this mean for Brian? I don't know, man. Uh, there are no rumors as to where Brian will be ending up. Um, it's likely that someone will spoil the match. Um, it's likely that someone will interfere and cause Brian to lose, but no plans are laid out just yet. So I don't know what's going to happen. At the, at the same time, I realize that Brian has also been in SmackDown since, what, 2016? Um, yeah. Since being drafted, uh, you know, not drafted, but since being its general manager during the brand split. So So I would not mind if he goes to Raw, although SmackDown really needs him. He's kind of like the heart of SmackDown. So I'm totally intrigued by the possibilities of whatever is going to happen from this match. So uh, kudos to them for pulling off something that can go a lot of ways. Uh, Ricky in the comment section is saying uh, Daniel Bryan to NXT. Chino, would you <laughs> like to see that? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind because Daniel Bryan is a workhorse. Plus, being the veteran that he is, he has a lot to teach the younger people on NXT. He said in previous interviews that he's looking to step away from full-time in-ring action. But who's to say that he doesn't find his place as a trainer or as a producer like other former in-ring talent have done now? So if that's where he's going, I wouldn't mind seeing it because the guy has already given enough to the wrestling business or to the wrestling uh, legacy as a whole. He got, he, he, we got Gesselmania, he got injured, we couldn't see him for three years, and then now he's back and he's already done more than his fair share of, of history in terms of wrestling. So if that's where he wants to take his career, to step away from the limelight for a bit, I can't really blame him. Sabi ni Yuan in the comment section, imagine Daniel Bryan and Timothy Thatcher in a submission match. Holy crap, sign me yeah. the F up. Yeah. Yep. Sabi ni JK, NXT or leave WWE? Um, I, I'm only mentioning this because I'm not familiar with contract ni Daniel Bryan. I'm only familiar with the rumor that his days are, as a full-time competitor might be coming to an end this year. So, I don't know. Uh, my, my update Cabarro on his contract situation. Yeah, his contract is up this year, but not until like third or fourth quarter. Pa. So, matagal pa. so uh, any rumors of him leaving the company are only rumors so, so far. Um, probably more likely that he's going to go to a different brand. So with Daniel Bryan here in the main event against Roman Reigns, this pushes Cesaro aside. And right after WrestleMania, Cesaro was in this spot where it looks like Shane Magiging next challenge in the Roman Reigns. So after we'd all been happy for Cesaro to finally get his moment, what do you think about him getting set aside for now, Ro? Uh, I think he's, I think we're just getting teased for now. Now, okay, Cesaro, yes, will be in the main event eventually, but not just yet. You gotta wait your your turn. Roman is right, or Paul is right. Uh, one win over someone like Seth Rollins doesn't automatically make you qualified for a world championship shot. That's fine. It's totally fine. They have a lot of time to build Cesaro up. I think they are tying loose ends with this Brian thing, and eventually we will see it. And maybe you might even get sick of it. <laughs> for all we know. <laughs> yeah, but Cesaro has been in WWE for almost a decade now, maybe uh, more than a decade if you count yung kanyang F FCW stint, diba? So Chino, with Cesaro, who's already 40, uh, like how much more time do we have to freaking wait here? I feel like it's a long con here. We're, we're just waiting for Cesaro to actually 
earn his way into the storyline instead of just relying on his laurels of the past. Because as a fan, when you watch somebody like Cesaro, yes, he's a very talented wrestler. And yes, he's put in his time for the company. But story-wise, I kind of want to see him work for it more. About earn his spot so that when it does come and the payoff is there, it's going to be huge. And you just feel happy for the guy because he climbed his way to the top. Yeah, um, I, I, I wouldn't mind waiting. I just hope we don't have to wait for too long. Then again, we did get like uh, an entire year of Drew McIntyre getting built up diba, before he became this version of Drew McIntyre that we're familiar with. So maybe baka WrestleMania 38 will we'll get that Cesaro push that we've been waiting for. One last note on SmackDown before we move on to NXT here. What are your thoughts on Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz at this point? Because to me, they kind of look like just a mirror image of AJ Styles and Omos. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, Commander Aziz is eh, to me. I liked uh, Apollo as just Apollo. I don't know why uh, they had to pair him up with Dabakato or Babatunde, but I guess it gives Babatunde something to do. So I guess okay lang. It's kind of a mirror, yes, but AJ Styles isn't really the same as Apollo Cruz. I just hope that they c- continue to keep. You know, letting the Apollo Crews Nigerian character shine instead of turning it into a run of the mill heel with big guy. So, yun, sana ana. Sana uh, they work, they continue to work hard on the character. Chino, your thoughts on Apollo and Commander Aziz? Yeah, I mean, I love, while I, I appreciate that they're really leading into Apollo Crews' lineage, I don't really see why he needs a bigger fellow with him since he's incredibly talented. But then I guess that's the whole point of it, right? not to have him wrestle more like a heel. He needs somebody to take the heat, right? hence, hence the term heater. So I, I appreciate that he's there to do something. Because I mean, what are they going to do? Put him back on Raw Underground? talent. <laughs> In, in terms of being a, a physical dominating uh, presence. One last question before we go to break here. Let's send this one to Chino. Uh, Ricky asks, Bakit walang sariling locker room si Apollo Cruz if he is royalty? <laughs> it, it's, it, it's because of the uh, it's it's because of you know the the system. It's systemic injustice. <laughs> is what it is. It's, uh, it's it's hashtag Black Lives Matter. That's 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 it. That's that's why he doesn't have a locker room. Oh, it's we're, we're not gonna... for all the Nigerian prince scams. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. We're not going to trivialize BLM, but okay. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about NXT. Uh, I know some of you are curious about Diamond Mine. I sure am. But one thing you should know is that you can be part of the exclusive Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community where we have our regular watch party. So, Ro, let's tell them how they can be a part of it. Guys, all you got to do, if you want to join our watch parties in the next month, we're going to be having a watch party for WrestleMania Backlash, which can't be called just Backlash. All you got to do is sign up for our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. For as little as 250 pesos a month, you get access to that watch party, to our Discord community, to early access, uh, you know, podcast episodes and interviews, free merch, you know, exclusive reviews of shows like Raw, NXT, SmackDown, Dynamite, and pay-per-views and all of that good stuff. All you got to do, again, sign up at patreon.com slash wrestling podcast for as little as 250 pesos a month. We'll get to those shout-outs in a bit, but first, a word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hello there, Chinkitan here, motivational speaker, wealth coach, best-selling author, and now host of Chink Positive Podcast, a podcast that aims to help you to become wealthy and debt-free by teaching you on how to save, budget, get out of debt, and invest. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Available on wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. All right, let's get to those Kumu shoutouts. All right, saying hey to underscore Harrison, who wants to see Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan. Uh, sounds like a fun match. Okay, let's just go with that. Kyle says, even Lashley just called it backlash and not WrestleMania backlash. Saying hey to Joy Paul Tagle, Joy Mina143, Ron, Nixu, 
uh, Donnie Bell underscore the big X. Hey, don't judge me. TV Hounds saying hey to Aces BGYO. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast here on Kumu. I think the comment tire from Joseph Shadow on Facebook. Yeah, let's get to that one. Sabi niya, uh, what are your thoughts on my opinion that Bray Wyatt is medio similar or we can comp- uh, compare Bray to characters like Mick Foley pero mas hardcore lang si Mick? Uh, I don't know. Kasi Mick was legit different gimmicks, eh, diba? Uh Cactus, Cactus Jack, dude love mankind. They were so completely different. But Bray Wyatt is just exhibiting different facets of the same guy. So I don't think it's quite the same. I see where the similarities are, but uh, I wouldn't, you know, Mick Foley doesn't come to mind when I think of Bray Wyatt's different characters. Okay, I love this question because it gives me an excuse to talk about one of my favorite wrestlers ever in recent history, and that is Sue Young. Sue Young is a much more approximate comparison to Mick Foley than Bray Wyatt because like Rose said, Bray Wyatt is just... Uh, the same guy, but in different clothing. You know what I mean? Like the same guy, but in a much deeper sense. But it's essentially still the same character. He's still essentially a horror wrestler. Right? With Mick Foley, you get and Sue Young, you get a horror wrestler, you get a comic relief, and you get something that's a little hardcore on the other side of things. So it's not as one-dimensional or two-dimensional as people might expect. And if you're really looking for a one-is-to-one comparison, Sue Young is a much better choice. Yeah, so for people who aren't familiar with Sue Young, diba, her horror character is Sue Young, and then yung kanyang normal, basic human character is Susan. So, yun. And then she has a third aspect na yung pahuls on patuitams, which was Susie. Susie. So, so there was Susie, and then now she's Susan, who is like a Karen, essentially. And, and then there was Su Young, who was the undead bride. So it's just very different aspects of the same wrestler. And it's incredible how people like her and Mick and all the other guys are able to reinvent themselves over time. Yeah, I love the idea of an Asian-American wrestler portraying a Karen. I just got to put it out there. <laughs> there, there there's something really, um, re, re, it, it just really tickles me. So yeah, uh, let, let's go to NXT here. And let's talk about Diamond Mine. Because if people were really trying to dig into it, uh, there's a breakdown on the internet of all the brand names they found, yung catchphrases, they associated the brand name dun sa punching bag with this gym where certain MMA fighters train. Like, people really went the distance into reading into this 30-second clip. But from your standpoint, who do you think this is supposed to prepare us for? I have no idea. <laughs> I thought it was a reality show. I say Diamond Mind sounds like a reality show where they find the next, you know, next big NXT women's wrestler. Well, what if this is what if this is like their new ISOPRO? ICO Pro. ICO <laughs> Pro, What if that's it? What if this is just a new protein shake? <laughs> like a new partner tie-up that Vince bought out in the 90s and they just rediscovered it. Somewhere, it's a baulan WWE. It'd be funny if that's what happens. So. Sabi ni Neil, Diamond Mine. Sabi ni Neil Cuenca, Cole Young for NXT. That's what Diamond Mine is building up for. Can I just say that Cole Young is way more vanilla than babyface Randy Orton? <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, let's not let's not talk about that movie right now. <laughs> yeah. I still have feelings. <laughs> uh, no, but I I I I feel like this might be related to earlier reports. That Triple H wanted to add a part of the NXT of NXT. There were reports that said that he was shooting during the pandemic in a separate location with newer guys. So this might actually have something to do with that. It, it's totally unsubstantiated because I don't have any proof to back it. It's just whenever they talked about, whenever these uh, dirt sheet reports talked about, it having to do with this MMA gym and having to do with another promotion, it, it brought back to mind a lot of raw underground flashbacks, yes, but also made me remember that you know, they plans it Triple H for that, and so that might actually have something to do with it. Yeah, you know, from from all of us here on the podcast, para napaka up in the air nitong diamond mine. I have no idea as well who this is supposed to be referring to, but I like that it's got my uh it's piqued our curiosity. Just earlier I had the idea. Now what if it's about Tyler Rust? 
Kasi diba Malcolm uh, Bivens calls him a diamond in the rust. Pwede. Maybe he's leading the stable. I don't know. Pero may stable dapat si Malcolm Bivens eh. Sali din niya. Bivens Enterprises, diba? Yeah, Bivens so, Enterprises. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this is. It really just sounds like a reality show to me. Malcolm Bivens, can I just say, is great on Twitter. Yes. Uh, also, great a Twitter also game. I love how we actually have something now that nobody knows about, and yet we're still talking about it. Because as wrestling reporters, which is essentially what we are, you know, we rely on other dirt sheets, and those dirt sheets rely on other dirt sheets. And sooner or later, we get to the point of, of the no, whole No, bro, these dirt now. sheets also like, look to us, man. <laughs> well, that's true. And people find out and the surprise is ruined. But at least now we actually have something where we can't really expect what it actually is. We don't really know what it is. And yet we're still talking about it. We're still I'm actually anticipating what this actually is. And I like it because it doesn't it means that the surprise is still there, that we aren't all jaded as wrestling fans anymore, that we can actually still expect something new from the WWE. To that point, uh, AEW actually has a policy backstage, now, no spoilers. So uh, that's why you really don't hear a lot of dirt from the AEW side of the wrestling world because they respect the company enough to not leak anything. So that's really cool of them. Uh, it makes my job writing about writing about dirt really hard but i respect it uh it goes to show you that the workers in wwe are pretty unsatisfied in the company to not respect the the secrets and the surprises of them or of that they have so um sticking with nxt here uh people were noting that this week timothy thatcher and alexander wolf both came back and when we last saw these guys there was a bit of a feud between um the nxt veterans uh thatcher and champa and imperium and then uh, based on yung history ni thatcher with ring camp diba? and then now parang wala nang story um now it's uh old man champa and toothless timmy going up against gyv and then you have Imperium, Alexander Wolf naman, is wrestling with his feelings towards Killian Dane, who, you know, parang may hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge na, yeah, they were part of this group called Sanity back in the day. So, um, ako, it, 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 uh, I'm a stickler pa rin of the ending storylines. Like, I want to see a story end. So, medyo naiinis ako na they didn't end it, but I'm not complaining too much because I love all the people involved. I actually didn't realize that. I can't believe I missed the sanity uh, uh, connection because I was wondering why. Oh, hey, what's going on? Why isn't uh, why isn't Alexander Wolf hitting um, uh, Killian Day with a chair? And nobody on commentary explained it yet. Because uh, they didn't say, "Oh, you know, it was because they were used to they were part of a group together." So I totally they were forgot champions about together. It. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about that. And uh, now that I know. But it, now, now that I was reminded, that uh, makes more sense now. I thought that the whole Champa versus Ring Comp thing ended with Walter beating Champa at NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. So uh, it, it's okay with me. I, I'm not as mad about it as as you are. I would say. Chino. With Walter beating Champa on NXT uh, Takeover, I feel like that was just a retcon for the inevitable absence of. Thatcher and by extension We haven't seen these guys uh in the oh, sorry, Alexander Wolf. We haven't seen them in the ring for quite some time. So whether it be, it's because of COVID or what, we don't know. But like I like Stan said, I feel like I want to see stories wrap up in a bit. But at the same time, I want to keep things as simple as possible. Because even back then. Alexander Wolf Killian Day. Yeah, yeah. He was also making his it was like he was it's like he was going out and recruiting these guys in particular to be a part of Imperium. Um, I want to see that story wrap up first before we get this whole sanity is in effect uh storyline. Because well it's not only does it confuse and muddle the story, it's also a, a a rub against Eric Young, the man who has this successful stable uh, on Impact, and all of a sudden his pass is being drudged up, and he can't do anything about it, right? 
I mean, it doesn't have to be about Eric Young. It can just be about two guys who used to be tag team champions together or two guys who used to be in a stable to get together, right? Uh-huh. That's a story, right? I don't know. Because think yes, you can't say that. But that thing did get done, right? Like, if you bring up their past as sanity, you're also going to bring up their uh, other former associates, right? It's fine. Nikki, so, uh, I mean, Nikki so... Cross is married to Killian Dane. <laughs> and even if you take her out of it, Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf came from the European indie wrestling circuit. So their paths would have crossed so many times over the years, I'm sure. And people don't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. People don't know that. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that becomes the commentator's jobs then, right? because they, they're the voices we hear. So when Rose said kanina na, uh, up until tonight, he forgot that they had that sanity connection, that becomes the commentator's jobs then to really remind the audience that, hey, the reason why Alexander Wolf is conflicted about this is because he and Dane were in the same tag team together. Right? They, were, they were in the same stable. So for as, as much as we love NXT, din sila, and we're seeing it here. Yeah, no, I, I, listen, this is the hill I'm willing to die on. All I'm just trying to say here is, sana hindi na na binodol yung story. Okay, yeah. That's it. Keep, keep things as simple as possible, as separate as possible. In fact. Yeah, that, that's uh, absolutely fair. We're uh, almost uh, getting to about an hour here, so I got to ask you guys, um, there's news about Andrade and his next appearance, his first post-WWE in-ring appearance. Do you guys want to talk about that here, or do you want to save it for uh, TikTok na lang? Mm, I don't know, man. Uh, are you guys are you know referring to the comments uh, in Kumu on Facebook? Are you guys excited over where Andrade ends up if it's not uh, AEW or Impact or wherever? Yeah, because yeah. at, at this point, parang hindi. He doesn't look like he's going to any of those places. And people have been asking on social media, Andrade is uh, if he's going to appear in uh, this this promotion called Nacion Lucha Libre, why isn't he appearing on NJPW? And I think the only answer to that question is travel issues in between the, U- the US and Japan. Yeah, I guess Ionia. And also, uh, Nacion Lucha Libre is an interesting uh, promotion because, number one, it was founded by Alberto El Patron. Let's just talk about it now. Why All right. Uh, Alberto El Patron and Chavo Guerrero founded this promotion. And in this very pay-per-view or show that we're talking about, Andrade is actually facing Alberto El Patron, uh, which is interesting because El Patron is about is having this match three days after he stands to face a uh, trial for kidnapping and sexual assault charges. So why is he wrestling? Does he know something that we don't? You're assuming that this guy is actually going to show up. Remember, ADR or El Patron has a history of no showing his events. His own well, that's event? true. It, 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 I don't know. <laughs> if, I mean, also, he has a he has a uh, he has a history of no showing court dates. That ooh. I also remember. Well, if if that happens, so, they're gonna really so, throw him in jail. So, yeah, the timing is really suspect. And then uh, some people on the internet are pointing out how interesting this matchup is because we know that Andrade is engaged to Charlotte. And there are rumors then uh, Charlotte had some negative interactions with El Patron backstage. Nah, he wasn't exactly very nice to her. I don't know if they ever dated or whatever, but there are reports Nah, he reportedly was not very nice to Charlotte. I, I don't know I about mean, there that. Are, <laughs> yeah, there are reports that he wasn't a very nice guy to begin with. I don't know about that, man. Um, I, whatever this is, I don't want to spend too much brain power thinking about it. Because, okay, matandana si, si Andrade. He knows what to do with himself. If it's going to be a mess, it's on him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I would hate to see Andrade's career uh, go down the drain because of uh, a, an ill-advised decision. But he's only 31. He's only our age, guys. Well, Kamini Rose. I, I mean, guys, it's, all, it's, only, it's only one show. It's not like he signed a multi-year contract yeah. with this with this now returning uh, promotion. This thing, this promotion even disappeared for a few years. So, you know, it's only one show... Uh, as an added bonus, you get the Colognes and Kalisto on the same card. So good for them. Right? They get work during the pandemic. But at the same time, it's only one show. He'll st- he might still end up in other promotions. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I, 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 don't, I don't discount that at all. He's going to show up somewhere big because uh, he has to. It's his, it's his prime right now. 
Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm going to support everybody there who's not named Alberto El Patron. But I love the Guerrero family. And because Chavo is involved, I, I'm invested. So, you know, um, everybody but Alberto El Patron, sure. Right. That, that basically brings us to the end of uh, our, our news from outside the ring. If there's anything we missed, we cover that on smarthenry.com. We cover that on Twitter and on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. That's also where you can interact with us the most, even when we're not doing the podcast. Or if you want to send us anything, you can actually comment yung mga gusto namin on TikTok or on Twitter or on the podcast, diba? sa mga audio-only episodes. Leave it in the comments. Leave it on Twitter. Leave it on, on uh, TikTok. We would be happy to go through those submissions and talk about that with you on an audio-only episode. On that note, Please continue to follow us on Spotify. Uh, we're not that hard to find. Just search The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and follow us over there. It goes a long, long way. And because we love our listeners so much, we're giving away more prizes. So we've got week three of hashtag WWP seven years. Babyface producer Nikai, can we please remind everybody what we're giving away? Lalo na si JK, wala siya kanina. So he has to see what we're giving away for this week. It is a Mr. T WrestleMania 1 Funko Pop courtesy of our friends from Kramer Toy Warden. And uh, because Chino did such a bang-up job earlier of telling you how you can win it, I'll throw it to Chino once again. So it's essentially easier this time around. All you have to do, because we're giving away a Mr. T Funko Pop, is do your best impression of his catchphrase. His catchphrase goes a little something like this. I pay the fool who believes in ivermectin <laughs> or something to, to that extent. Whatever you feel is holding us down as a people during this dark, dark time, throw it in there. I pity the fool who blacks or I pity the fool that blacks. The best impression walks away with this super nice Mr. T. Funko Pop. All right. This is how you send it to us. Um, on Facebook or Instagram, if you want to upload it there, make it public. Please use the hashtag WWP7Years and tag us at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. On Twitter or TikTok, make sure you use the hashtag and then you tag us as well at Wrestling2XPod. Ganun ka simple. And by next week when we see each other again, we'll be announcing the winner of this Mr. T. WrestleMania 1 Funko Pop. Uh, we've also got our affiliate link for Shopee. Roll, let's let them know how they can support us through that one. Hi guys, when you want to shop on Shopee, I think may 5-5 sale next week. All you got to do is use our affiliate link. That's tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. Again, tinyurl.com slash WWPXSHOPEE. All right, so just got to use that. All the portions of your proceeds will go a long, long way in helping us do what we do. All right, and uh, speaking of what we do, uh, I, I know we haven't gotten to picks of the week yet. I'll save that for last. Other things that we do, uh, we've got our other podcasts that are also part of the Podcast Network Asia family. Uh, Chino, what's happening on the Class Clown for this week? Okay, for this week, I actually put out an episode yesterday about my... I started doing solo pods, and they've been getting pretty good uh, feedback. So for this week, I talk about self-deprecating comedy and why it's not the easiest thing to do. And I go really into it because that's that essentially 90% of my comedy material. But for Friday, if you're looking forward to the guest episode, I have friend, mentor, and all-around funny guy, Mr. Gabe Mercado on the Class Now podcast. So it's a really great conversation about comedy and about even science and curiosity. So please listen. Find it on all your podcast aggregators or on my social media at Chino Supersize. As for me, Naman, uh, I'm ending season two of On Deck with uh, Mr. Fu of 91.5 Win Radio. Uh, I dropped the episode yesterday. Uh, he gets into everything, how the Mr. Fu gimmick came about, the name, the mega non-catchphrase. So go check that out, On Deck with Stan C. And this Saturday... I'm joining Chili Willie on his podcast. That'll be on Facebook Live. Uh, go look for that, Chili Willie's podcast. Um, the former ECW alum and I, we're going to have a nice little, little conversation about promos. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. How about you, Ro? All right, guys, I have a guest thing. Uh, this week on the Wrestling After Work podcast, I joined the fine, fine boys in talking about Young Release of Mania. Uh, from April 15, as well as uh, the fa our favorite vacant championship moment. So whenever uh, vacant won the championship or any championship, we talk about that. Uh, I talk about Edge and his retirement back in 2011, 10 years ago. So go listen to that. It's a fun, fun time. 
Wrestling After All Work right. on Spotify. Now let's get to our picks of the week. I'm going to start with mine. And um, I think every week from now, I'm just going to be picking documentaries on A&E. They're really, really good. And uh, this week was about Roddy Piper. I didn't know nah, his, his ring name, Roddy Piper, came from him being Roddy the Piper. So I, 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 it blew my mind. And um, I really loved him even more when I saw nah, uh, the, the lengths he would go to really draw heat on the mic. Because it's something that you know I would do as well. So go check that documentary out if you... Need to sail the high seas. Uh, <laughs> well, wait, did he also did he also crack a Kobe Bryant joke? Uh, is that why we like him? Or... No, he did not make fun of a recently deceased uh, beloved athlete, oh, okay. but he did crap on the entire Mexican uh, audience by playing really La Cucaracha. Really yeah, so that that was just as bad. <laughs> so, okay, uh, Ro, what's your pick of the week? All right, my pick of the week is from last week's SmackDown. It is the opening match that went around 30 minutes, or you know, um, the, the entire thing went 30 minutes. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins and Jay Uso. That was a fun one. Uh, go watch it. Last week's episode was pretty good. Igalchino, what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week goes out to Impact Rebellion's main event with Kenny Omega and Rich Swan. It was a pretty good match. A lot of moments in that match, but even the show itself, like if you have two hours plus, I suggest you go see it because it's actually pretty good wrestling. All right. Yes, and please do check out the latest episode of WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. Kane on that episode is is cold. So funny. It's so solid than going through Kane and the Undertaker's storage units. Like, they have legit storage yeah. units for all of their stuff, and the Undertaker stuff is just in some container somewhere. So, like, crap <laughs> it's, it's really a good show i love it uh thank you china for for um letting me see the light and showing me these uh episodes if you so, guys subscribe to our patreon you get access to the discord right? so i you know i might send a little some some every week if you guys want to add oh, those shows you 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 twenty dollars to get us to zero five dollars lang sa so <laughs> we are gonna get we are gonna get red flagged so fast uh, on the internet so fast. Right, uh, we've got more stuff coming up here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. When we said we have more prizes to give away, we really meant it. More stuff to give away, so watch out for that. Uh, we'll be announcing that at the end of the Kramer Toy Warden promo in a couple of weeks. Until then, though, please follow us on social media. You know where to find the show, but individually, it's at Chino Supersized at Roiswar and at underscore Stan C. Let's talk about wrestling all week long over there. Big shout outs and thank yous going out to Babyface producer Nikai and Sola and the rest of the Podcast Network Asia team that allow us to keep doing what we do best. And thank you to everybody who's been streaming and watching, downloading, following, subscribing, using our links and codes and everything. Thank you so much for all of your support. And uh, with that, this episode of the, of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is in the books. Please stay safe. Mask up, get those vaccines, please don't spread fake news and register to vote. Parang awa nyo na, please. We gotta register to vote and support your community pantries. On behalf of Ro Moran and Chino Liao, my name is Stan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>